Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Build Value by Choice podcast show. My name is Nana Bonsu. I'm the founder of Infinite Horizons Incorporated. Today, we'll be talking with a health, an expert in the healthcare industry. His name is Dr. Jeffrey Cox about some of the frequently asked questions that business owners have about the health insurance system, how to navigate their system and reduce some of these health insurance costs. This has been the number one issue according to the 2020 NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Business, Small Business Problems and Priorities Report for the last 29 years. Dr. Cox is the director of pharmacy at the Georgetown University Hospital. According to the 2020 National Federation of Independent Business or NFIB Small Business Problems and Priorities Report, health insurance costs for small firms have risen 43% in the last decade, an increase outpacing wages and inflation. Rising health insurance costs have proved unaffordable for many small business owners, resulting in some owners terminating their employer-sponsored health insurance program, others delaying the benefit until reaching higher profitability, and priced out other firms from ever offering that benefit. But even those offering the benefit continue to adjust deductibles and co-payments to negate some of the steep yearly premium increases. According to this same report, the cost of health insurance has remained the number one problem for small businesses in the last 29 years. So clearly this is an issue worth tackling and I'm glad to have Dr. Cox on to discuss this with us. Welcome Dr. Cox. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your background, education, experience in the healthcare system and insurance and pharmacy and just the whole deal? Yes, so uh, I'm a graduate of um, Howard University School of Pharmacy and um, uh, practice uh, hospital pharmacy practice and then also uh, community pharmacy practice. Um, I did my residency and specialized in critical care uh, uh, in, in, in hospital um, intensive care units. Um, also rose in the ranks and uh, now um, landed in administration. So I am the pharmacy director at uh, Georgetown University Hospital, uh, been director for about 15 years or so, and um, uh, have navigated through uh, the various systems as I practice pharmacy, especially in the um, community pharmacy practice retail, where we see a lot of patients, uh, where we see a lot of patients um, that come and fill their prescriptions in the, in the pharmacy and some of the things they go through. So in terms of... Um, uh, business, uh, small businesses getting insurance for their employees or associates is very important. Uh, what I've learned uh, recently is if um, the business is part of the Obamacare um, insurance uh, acquisition, that's probably the best way because you get a lot of help uh, through the health navigators uh, where they can really navigate small businesses through how to acquire the appropriate insurance for their business, uh, especially in terms of healthcare. Uh, it's also very important to, uh, for the uh, business owner to focus on uh, what they are actually getting in terms of insurance benefits um, for, for their folks. Uh, the main thing is 
uh, there's insurance for in terms of the physician or the doctor care, uh, and then all the benefits that are associated with that type of plan. And then uh, it's very important to focus on in terms of uh, prescription benefits that a patient gets. Uh, you know what they're actually getting, and also the uh, total cost uh, of deductibles that they have to reach before they start getting benefits is very, very important to for the business owner to know uh, what they're actually getting in terms of prescription benefits. Uh, patients get surprised at the pharmacies when they realize that they have a big deductible to meet before they uh, re- they reach the uh, uh, appropriate copay to pay when, when they um, get prescriptions. So it's important that as you are navigating the system and looking for the appropriate insurance for your, um, for your associates, um, that you, you bear that in mind um, so that uh, you'll get the appropriate insurance um, um, for from your company. Fantastic. So one of the things that I've heard um, is that the whole comparison between high deductible um, no copay and low deductible with copay. Now, there are a lot of advocates for the health savings accounts who say that it's better to go with the high deductible and no copay and then use your tax free health savings accounts to, um, uh, to basically defray some of the costs that you get out of the, um, you know, from you know, out of pocket expenses. And so that way um, you don't have to, uh, because there's this whole thing about some of the hidden costs and some of this overhead and middleman costs that is tucked into the premium, you know, if we go with the copay. So what do you, what is your take on the whole health savings accounts? And do you think it's a good thing for uh, business owners, especially the small to medium sized business owners to offer health savings accounts and, and uh, who do they go to if you not know, to even explore some of these uh, these type of options? Yeah, so I mean, health savings account is a benefit for that uh, Congress have created to really um, allow uh, individuals to take control of their um, of their health benefits. So it is a, it's a good idea. Uh, the key here is uh, depending on the type of company and the type of associates that they have, whether, uh, you know, if, if you have associates that have high income versus associates with low income, you know, that's where the strategy comes in. Uh, because the health savings account is really for people that have uh, high income so that they can uh, have uh, adequate savings uh, that they can count on um, for, uh, for, for them. On the other hand, if you have very, very low income um, uh, associates, uh, then your strategy has to be different. Uh, the key here is um, to uh, have a plan that will benefit your associates. So if um, you go one way in terms of um, premiums and what type of uh, plan that you get for your associates and they have to um, come up with a lot of money uh, themselves, that could be a problem if uh, uh, the associates don't make a whole lot. On the other hand, if uh, you have a, a business where uh, your associates are basically professionals, uh, then the health savings account is a good strategy um, where um, they can uh, have adequate savings uh, in the account and then uh, hence um, you get a better, a better benefit uh, strategy. Uh, but all these can be answered when you uh, actually approach the government 
uh, Obama um, um, healthcare plan, where they have um, healthcare navigators that can help explain all the other uh, the benefits to the small business owner, so that you can um, um, uh, pick the one that would be appropriate for uh, the associates. So a lot of business owners you know, may just let's just say I'm a business owner and healthcare is now my area of expertise. However, I do need to know where the cost is coming from. And a lot of times, small business owners, you know, the difference a lot of times is small business owners a lot of times have your hands full and they're not able to dive into or even, you know, not have the expertise, um, the context that they need to use to understand what goes into the healthcare mm-hmm. cost, which is which is um, one of the big things, right? Which is how do I how do they get an atomized um, detailing of the cost versus the premiums that you're getting, and um, just what is the one secret that they need to know about navigating the system and the whole thing about of uh, you know PBMs, pharmacy benefits managers, and that whole thing? If you can just kind of um, lay it out in this as you know, later term as possible, just to um, help our listeners kind of understand uh, right. cost. Yeah, so there, there are two basic strategies. One is uh, if you go by the route of the uh, Ob- Obamacare plan where you go on the healthcare um, uh, website, the, the government healthcare website, where they, they have a marketplace okay. where the various insurance plans, uh, they have a list of the various insurance plans and then also the breakdown on the products that they offer, and then uh, and then you pick the one that will be uh, appropriate for, especially uh, the, the business particular business, and then how many um, employees they have that they are trying to target. Because they, they do have different plans for uh, based on the number of employees you have that will be appropriate. And then also uh, the, the the companies that are on the, on those website will pro, um, pro, provide uh, or produce um, several products that uh, different um, companies will uh, have uh, uh, that can be appropriate for different companies. Uh, and so the, the beauty about it, this healthcare, uh, the federal uh, website, uh, is that you would uh, have the various companies and then you also see the various plans that those various companies are offering. Uh, and one would want to pay attention to, in terms of whatever plan you pick, you know, the real impact on your uh, associates in terms of um, uh, prescription benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes they, put, they make a generalized statement and then uh, you don't really know the fine print. You know, the key here is uh, picking a prescription benefit where uh, uh, most of the uh, benefits will be uh, geared on generic drugs, um, so that's where you pay the uh, the least amount, you know, in terms of out of pocket and right. um, and copay, right. and then also um, a plan that will probably have a twenty percent, um, you know, uh, cost uh, in terms of copay for for branded products, and, and most of the time, you know, I'll say ninety percent of the time, most drugs that uh, patients need are going to be uh, generic. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, the ten percent of the time where there's no generic or complex disease states and things like that, um, where there, there'll be a copay of around twenty percent or so. Um, usually, those are the ones that are more beneficial um, for patients. 
a lot okay. of drugs out there um, for uh, medications out there to treat people um, are available also in generic. Um, so, uh, and the generic um, products by definition uh, from the uh, FDA uh, are 90% good, you know, as compared to the branded products. So they are very good products and um, they've been reviewed by the FDA and approved by the FDA. And therefore, one should not worry about the quality of it, uh, especially if the product is from the United States. Um, and uh, any drug sold by a, a pharmacy in the U.S. Uh, is, is, is a FDA approved. They only deal with FDA approved drugs, and, and so one should not worry about the quality of uh, products that they will get. Okay. Now, you said that was the, you mentioned that they, there were two strategies. One was the Obamacare, and what was the second one? Yeah, one was the Obamacare, and then the other, the second one is uh, if uh, the company knows a particular, um, you know, insurance um, company. So, like, Blue Cross is one of the big ones, Aetna, United Health. Um, so, if you know a particular uh, insurance company that you think has, um, a good reputation and you want to go with that, then that's fine. Um, but then, um, but when you go through the Obamacare site, it's much better because those are reviewed um, by the government and, um, you know, they also have products that they can break down. On the other hand, uh, you know, there are, there are some famous uh, big uh, insurance companies in the nation that's well known, like United Health and uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and then um, also Aetna. Uh, are some of the big names out there. And then Humana is another one that, that are out there that uh, one can um, use. Now, do these big companies that you named, do, are they not part of the Obamacare site? Or are they... Yes, they, yeah. yeah okay. Good question. Um, they, they, they are part of the Obamacare site. So they also have products at the site. Um, okay. And, and uh, you know, which, which is geared towards uh, just what we are talking about. You know, individuals that cannot be insured, and then also small business companies that um, they want products. So they have products that, that are also on the, on the website. What about this whole thing about associations, like, you know, forming associations or whatnot, so they can buy across state lines? Right. So, yep. Uh, and I believe that the Obamacare website also have that, uh, where uh, small business um, companies will pull together. So there are cer certain sections on that website that would um, lead you to that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so these um, small business companies um, will group together uh, and, uh, and have um, uh, a product that uh, will bring costs down. Uh, in terms of um, uh, going across state lines, it's a little complex because uh, uh, some, some, some states do not allow, their laws do not allow uh, 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 insurance companies are uh, going across state lines. But uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Aetna, United H uh, Healthcare, and uh, Humana, are those, they, they, they are very, very big plans where, um, you know, they, they may pro um, provide uh, products that go across state lines. But the, the key here is, um, you know, if you are, your company is within a particular state, that's where you want to actually stay so that you are, um, your company will be protected by the state um, healthcare law. Okay. Um, is there like a, a, a particular, can you give us an example of, uh, of a business owner who was able to navigate? Because one of the things, one of the 
sense that, that business owners, one of the top of mind items is attracting good and qualified employees. And so it's a catch-22 because if the rising healthcare costs forces business owners to have to either drop or cut back on the uh, medical and uh, pharmaceutical and insurance uh, benefits, then you're not going to be able to attract the kind of employees that they want. So do you have any stories about just uh, how uh, business owners can, you know, by going through, the, I guess the Obamacare website is the main tool that, that you recommended. Um, and this, and then, and then, uh, and then, then to follow up on that is, you know, if you can tell us that the, the whole HMO and PPO and EPO and, and what if any you recommend for the smaller business owners who generate, you know, maybe $10 million yeah. in revenue or less, and annual revenues or less. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, business owners uh, uh, decide whether to drop uh, insurance really is based on the income coming in in the business. So the profitability of that business. So if that business is going down, usually and they are trying to cut costs um, to try to maintain business. So um, that will be uh, generally, you know, the path that some businesses may decide to go. On the other hand, um, you know, if business uh, is doing well, you know, obviously they try to find strategies to retain uh, employees. Uh, and so having a, a good um, insurance plan is one of those ways to uh, um, retain employees. But um, uh, in terms of um, uh, PPO and uh, HMO, HMO usually is a lower cost uh, because uh, these, uh, if you pick the HMO plan, that means that um, uh, there's a, a set of guidelines that the uh, insurance companies have have with the, uh, particular physicians, offices, and uh, physician plans. Um, where um, you know, for example, if, if you are HMO, if you participate in an HMO, there will be a higher uh, utilization of generic products. Uh, because generic products um, bring the price down, and in terms of uh, health outcomes, is uh, equivalent to the brand, the branded products. And so, um, you know, HMOs. Uh, the goal of HMOs is uh, bringing down costs within the system, and also uh, uh, the fact that you may not have individualized physician care. Uh, you have a group of physicians, and so uh, when you make an appointment. Uh, whoever is available is the one that's going to see you instead of having a specific position all the time. On the other hand, uh, when you have the PPO, which is having a specific physician uh, of your choice um, to go to, um, and then um, or a specific health system to go to uh, whenever you want. So uh, an example of an HMO system is Kaiser Permanente, you know, uh, a system that... Uh, uh, when, when you check in or you, you report um, to the uh, Kaiser site, uh, any doctor that's available is the one that's going to see you. Although Kaiser Permanente also have a PPO plan where um, uh, you can pick certain doctors, you know, to um, uh, to take care of you. But majority of the um, uh, system, you know, utilize the HMO model, which is that there is no specific doctor that uh, will see you, but um, you, uh, you know, when you encounter the system, any doctor that's on duty is the one that's going to see you. Um, so that's the big difference. Uh, uh, and it's less costs. Uh, and the, the, the um, 
systems like Kaiser, for example, vet all their doctors very thoroughly. So uh, you can basically say that you 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 would expect the same um, quality between uh, um, different doctors uh, when you encounter them. Uh, the beauty about HMOs is that uh, they have facilities where they take care of um, majority of the things in terms of convenience for uh, individuals. Uh, so you may have uh, a building, a facility that will have uh, x-ray, radiology, um, lab, pharmacy, and uh, uh, respiratory therapy and physical therapy in, on the same site. So you don't have to uh, travel between different places uh, to go and get your services. So that's the beauty about some HMOs because most of them are located in facilities that have everything that the patient may need. So they won't have to travel around uh, and, and get their services that they need. Uh, with PPO, you may not have that uh, because individual doctors have doctor's offices and they, they may not have, uh, for example, radiology services there. So you have to go elsewhere to get your radiology service. And then um, uh, they, they have to worry about how to um, send reports uh, to your physician. And so, you know, these days it's better to uh, be part of a system where everything is in the same place um, so that uh, the clinicians can get information uh, between each other instead of going to different um, uh, facilities to get um, the report you know, for your doctor. So um, I, I really recommend the HMO model um, um, for um, business owners and uh, also um, uh, the advantage of having uh, to go to one facility for everything. Now, that's, that's, that's great to know. Now, the... Does that um, impact, uh, for instance, you know, folks in like more remote or rural areas um, where they may not have access to a HMO facility? Are they then forced to do the PPO? Yes, right. So if you're in a rural area, uh, unfortunate situation is that uh, you, you may not have a lot of choices. Uh, but the beauty about HMOs now is that um, there is telemedicine now. So... Um, if you don't have a very serious disease uh, um, state, you can always uh, get telemedicine services um, to, uh, uh, you know, by, from the individual. So even if the person is at a remote um, uh, area, uh, they can, uh, you know, and they have, uh, they, they have to have internet service. Uh, you know, they, they can then uh, communicate with the, with the HMO doctor. And then uh, usually they can also do a mail order prescription service. Um, to the person, so the person will not have to travel far away to get their medicines. Um, so those are some of the ad advantages. Um, otherwise, in a small, a, a rural area, you probably have to see the one doc that's in the um, in that area and then uh, navigate your services. Okay. Um, what is the biggest misconception that business owners tend to have about um, the health insurance system? and prescription drugs. Right, so I think the biggest misconception uh, for small business owners is that they think that um, because they are by themselves and not part of a big pool, they have to negotiate uh, their, their plan. So it's all on them and they are not obviously well-versed in what they think their customers are gonna need, their um, employees are gonna need. But uh, 
I think that if you go to uh, the, uh, the, the website for the uh, healthcare services, uh, HHS website, uh-huh. you, uh, the person will actually get uh, more information and how and get help to navigate the system. I think that's the uh, advantage there. A lot of people are not taking advantage of it. Both uh-huh. individuals and small business owners actually can really uh, get a lot of help from the government. To, uh, and they have healthcare navigators also uh, on that website that can help uh, individual um, business um, owners to uh, navigate the system. So that's the uh, beauty of it. I think the first step, if someone is looking for uh, you know, a health plan for, for their company, is really to um, go to the HHS uh, website first. Okay. And then um, uh, yep, to see uh, how far they can go with that. Also, there's small business offices uh, around the cities and the nation uh, can also help uh, small business owners to navigate the system. Uh, but um, it's better to educate yourself first from the HHS website before um, you go to the small business office. So that will uh, help you know exactly what you're looking for uh, okay. from the HHS website. And then one will be a little bit well-informed to ask the appropriate questions when they go to the small business uh, office website. Yeah, because you got to know what you're looking for and uh, what the right question exactly. is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's why I think that the HHS uh, website is, is helpful because it's, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it will uh, first educate the person and then um, they will know exactly what you're looking for. Um, from there on, uh, either pick uh, a plan from the Obamacare website or uh, they can go to the small business office if they have further questions and for clarification. So, they, so by, by going there, they will know how they can cut out the middleman, the whole you know PBMs and that whole exactly thing. right, okay. right because the government is paying for the uh, middleman, you know, basically. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, in, and and all those companies are well vetted. The, the companies that are on the website are well vetted by the government. Uh, okay. So there's no schemes there. You're not going to have a company trying to take advantage of you. Um, uh, there are no schemes there. And these companies are big. So, um, you know, and sometimes th- there may be benefits that I don't, I don't even know about for uh, um, small business companies. So when you go there, you d- discover a lot, a lot of things that uh, one can take advantage of. Fantastic. Well, thanks again. I want to... Um appreciate and, and honor your time and the time you spent with us. I'm sure our listeners gain a lot out of this conversation. Uh, what you know, two or three things uh, you know, do you think you can leave our listeners with? Yeah, I, I think that the first thing is uh, look at the, uh, the size or the number of employees you have, you know, because that's going to be the driver of, um, you know, what plan to pick. And then number two is, uh, you know, the type of business uh, you're, you're, you're driving and then uh, in terms of the income level of the, um, the employees. So if you have a professional group, obviously, they'll have a higher income and therefore the plan that you decide to have may be uh, a totally different plan than the, uh, an HMO, for example. Uh, and then number three is that the health savings plan uh, is an essential uh, strategy to have. Uh, because, uh, you know, that's basically uh, free tax-free money, you know, to, uh, you know, apply to your health care. Uh, and so uh, you really want to encourage that uh, so that people can take, it, 
take advantage of uh, you know the health savings plan. Fantastic. Well, if Dr. Cox, if people want to get in touch with you, is there any, you know, is there any, are you open for people, uh, if listeners want to get in touch with you, follow your work or what have you? How would they do that? Yes. Uh, so I, I would uh, let them use my email, um, okay. uh, private email. Uh, the email address is rxcox, R-X-P-O-X at comcast.net. Yep. Okay, great. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm sure that we'll have an opportunity to have you back on in the future. All right. Thank you.